to understand that these children have been ripped apart by family issues, drugs mainly and stuff like that of their parents. It's not their fault. I worry that he's getting into drug dealing, isn't it? Like exploitation is a crisis. Mental health services are at breaking point. Drug gangs grooming thousands of vulnerable children. Social care's at breaking point, so we need more resource putting in. These kids are traumatised by it. And I think the funding is a crisis. How do you, how do you find these kids? Hello and welcome. You're listening to Active Communities Radio Podcast, a place where we discuss issues affecting young people across the UK. I'm Joel, one of the hosts of the show, and in this podcast, we hear a report from our project in Lee Park, situated on the outskirts of Portsmouth. We discuss the acute lack of funding, drugs, and young people in a place once described as the Garden of the South in the UK. My name is Aisha Coker and I am a project coordinator for Active Communities Network. I've been talking to members of the community, including young people and their parents, about their concerns for the present and the future. Systemic poverty across the country is causing a range of issues that are interconnected and complex. In 2020, it was estimated that youth services had suffered a cut of 70% in funding in less than a decade. This saw a dramatic decrease in the vital services available to young people, services seen as pivotal in addressing issues such as knife crime, exploitation and abuse. Cuts to housing, social welfare, police and the NHS have all had a dramatic impact within local communities. Soaring rates of homelessness, mental health issues, youth violence and substance use have compounded the challenges that young people are facing and significantly decreased their life chances. The economic and social impacts of the pandemic have also exacerbated the conditions and circumstances already faced by young people in the UK. A recent article stated that youth services are failing to meet increasing demand amid a decrease in funding for the sector. As a result, we are seeing a significant rise in the number of young people who are largely inactive and are now struggling with mental health, using drugs and alcohol as coping mechanisms and becoming vulnerable to exploitation and abuse. As a frontline worker working in deprived areas of the city and seeing the impact of this on young people, I feel it is my duty to highlight what is going on and provide members of the local community with a platform to share their stories and concerns. And this is what they had to say. But what do you think the reasons are for young people becoming involved in drug dealing? Other than active community in this area, there's nothing. But I don't think that's, I think that's in general across the sector. All it does is just ruin your life. You get ahead with everything, then you see earn the money, lose people, then just, if you start doing it, you get up stuff, you either take risks of getting jumped or something, getting hurt or hurting your family, or you get close to the, getting arrested the police and looking at time in prison. I have a relative, he's been abusing drugs for a while now, and he's ended up in hospital. Um, he was on a life support machine. Children are not getting enough exercise, they're just on the console. Um, my son has just decided, he's doing his master's in, um, in uh, social work, so he's decided to go into um, work with the um, youth service. I think if the government was to put more funding in, um, instead of 
cutting local services. The primary reason was because of the young people he grew up with have actually ended up in that kind of situation where actually they're dealing and it's so heartbreaking for him. having services cut and, and money being put elsewhere, mm. you're never going to be able to tackle everyday issues. There needs to be more done for our young people and it has to start from primary age because it's, it's about habit change and a culture change. There has to be a massive culture change in, in, the, um, in the lifestyle of young people. Otherwise we're going into, you know, the direction we're going and we're heading is just downfall for our next generation, I feel, you know, they're not actively doing things physically, mentally. Young people look at drug dealing as a quick fix um, and they see within a deprived area um, how easy it can be to um, obtain money. And then they get people that have got really flash cars, quite clearly don't work and they can see they don't work but I've got on holiday, got the BMWs, wear all the name tracksuits and it's, it's a really good appeal to kids you know and especially when you're in an area like Lee Park that is very deprived and, and they just want to get some sort of money. Instead of cutting local services, if they were to fund more, you would see more activity, you would see more, more adults being able to help children, um, and there would be more education around the likes of drug dealing. You know, getting pressure and trying to get money for them somehow, and they're not telling their parents, they're always on the game. For the likes of me, when, when Larry was put on a reduced timetable, I work. So he was put on a two hour a day timetable and very quickly he got involved in a gang. That gang then had links to East London and to Birmingham. And very quickly, you know, if you, if you deal with this for me, I can give you this. So he was left to his own devices because I had to work and then he's earning some money as well. You know, and he feels a part of, of a group, of a society and of people that apparently understand his needs. Yeah. You know, whereas school couldn't step up and yeah. do that, you know, and, and let him down in that way. But then the, it can't be the school's fault because the schools had all their funding slashed. Whereas if you go back 10 years ago, you would have had a situation where Bradley would have been put into an apprenticeship or have gone to college. There would have been funding there for a different way of educating him. There's nothing there now. Mainly it's because people influencing them to make money. These young people are vulnerable. So when someone you know, approaches them with money, you know, like, or it could be boredom. They're bored, they haven't got anything to do, so they just do nothing. So they just think that it's the easy way of making money, getting a new car, you know, the glamorous side of it, but they don't realize once you get into it, it's different. It's completely different to, you know, like what you initially start off with. I'm actually very, you know, um, sore at the moment, grieving, because it's only been two weeks that my my son's best friend, uh, dad's just been murdered due to this kind of horrific crime. 
and it's it's very unfortunate that the way he's died and it's heartbreaking to see what his son's going through what his uh, wife's going through what his daughter's going through um, he didn't deserve this he was in the wrong place at the wrong time the person who's done this is a young person himself who is misleading mis guided miss uh, being in the you know like in the wrong place with the wrong people you know it's a juvenile basically but the damage is done to the family i'm seeing the impact of that no, it deteriorated he, he walked away from everything so he was at the time playing for football um with brook and then he was doing really heavily involved in the active community he went from all of that to two hour timetable to literally just running the streets with friends you know and that was it Unless an end is placed to systemic non-funding, youth services will remain at a disadvantage in encouraging the personal and social development of young people and securing opportunities for their future. And this is something that will affect all of us.